What is up, family? I'm Dr. Dale, the author of How to Raise a Doctor, Pre-Man Mondays, Black Men and White Coats, and the Dr. Doc Children's Series. And you're listening to the Black Men and White Coats podcast, a place where black clinicians have the platform to share their stories with listeners like you. Man, I am so super excited to be back for this new season, man. I've been gone for a minute, and when I'm gone, I start to feel antsy and just something's not right. Right, we've got a great show for you today, but before we get into it, let me give you some updates. God's been good to us the past few months, right? So let me give you some updates. First one is we just came off the Black Men and White Coats Youth Summit Dallas DFW, right? And um, man, if you were there, you know what I'm talking about. It's hard for me to talk about because it, it was such a great event, man. Over a thousand people packed in there, right? The music was blessing because the DJ had everything turned up. We had some phenomenal speakers. We had amazing workshops. I mean, absolutely amazing workshops. You know, I was out, um, when was it? Yes, just yesterday. We were out playing soccer with one of the kids who was at the workshop, was there, who was at the summit. And he starts talking to me about asking questions about medical doctors versus osteopathic medicine doctors, DOs, doctors of osteopathic medicine. And then his mom looks at him like, how do you know that? Right? And he's like, we learned that at the summit. <laughs> and that just blew my mind. Now you got eight, nine-year-olds who know the difference between MD and DO, and you're thinking like this now. They're thinking like this, and that matters. That matters. Those little things like that, that's what sets kids apart from other kids on the journey to success. It's amazing. Anyways, that summit was just phenomenal. Like I said, over a 1,000 people, everybody was there in Dallas. It was crazy, man. So that was the first great thing. And, you know, two other kind of major things have happened to us here. So the first one is Beyonce. Beyonce put us, when I say us, I mean me, but me representing the organization. So Black Men in White Coats. In effect, it's more than me. We're a team. We're out there doing things together, right? So, you know, I've got Trisha, I've got Daniel, I've got all the doctors who mentor with us, all the health professionals who mentor, and everybody who's just a part of what we're doing, the movement, right? Even the people who retweet us, right? We pay attention to that. So if you retweet, no, we're paying attention to you, okay? All those little things, right? I got to represent all of you on Beyonce's webpage. So you go there, she put a picture of some influential black um, people in society, and I'm one of them, you know, it's crazy sitting up there next to, you know, just Tony Morrison's Nipsey Hustles, all sorts of people. It was phenomenal, right? So shout out to Beyonce, man. We appreciate you for taking the time outs to you or I don't know if your PR people did, whoever did it, your media people did it. Just taking the time out to recognize the little old us, what we're doing, the little impact we're trying to have in society. So we really appreciate that and love you for it, right? Um, next thing is Ebony. Ebony Magazine, one of my favorite magazines growing up as a child. You know, I get an email saying, hey, you're on the Ebony Power 100 list, which is the list of the 100 most influential black people in America from, you know, their lens, what they try to put out, right? And I just thought that was amazing, right? Because you do these things, you don't you don't think about this. If you guys look at my social media, I don't post social media too much. I don't do that type of stuff, right? Because I'm just, I'm focused on the grind. That's just not me. So it's crazy when you just, you look up one name and people are starting to call you out. And then someone's like, hey, you're on Beyonce's webpage now, for real? Hey, Ebony's putting you on this list, for real? Right. And a few other things have happened to us, too. But those are just kind of two of the two of the big things. And, you know, it just shows you when you're about to grind and just going out there and doing what you got to do and trying to impact lives. People appreciate it. I don't need the recognition. Right. I don't need any of that recognition. What I need is for my my little black boys, black girls, um, Hispanic, white, everybody who feels marginalized in society, everybody who wants opportunity. What I need is for them to be successful. Right. So that's what we invest our time and our energy. And I just want to say that I appreciate all those people who um, who are taking notice of us. And um, we love you for that. All right. So real quick, if you're a pre-medical student and you're not part of the Pre-Med Mondays program, 
check out premedmondays.com. Premedmondays.com. You got to be a part of this, man. So what we do, what I do, what my team does, literally me, you get to hop on calls with me. So we get on video calls every Monday evening and we chat with premeds. We talk to you guys. Um, we do. We teach you guys from my book, Premed Mondays. So it's 52 weeks do we teach you guys. If you have my book, Premed Mondays, you know that I've written you 52 letters of mentorship in that book. Right. So for Premed Mondays program, every Monday evening, you're getting on a call, video call with me or one a member of my pre-med coaching team who were made of medical um, doctors and medical students. And you get on the call with us and we teach you whatever that week's letter is. And then we open it up and you guys get to ask us questions. Right. So that's amazing. A lot of us didn't have things like that. That is amazing, and you guys need to be a part of it. It's accountability, it's instruction, it's opportunity for you to ask your questions. So premedmondays.com, www.premedmondays.com. Number two, diversemedicine.com, make sure you're on there. If you want a mentor, we've got mentors who are med students and physicians who are there ready for you. Um, create your profile. We've got some med school recruiters that use it to find you guys. So diversemedicine.com, make sure you check it out. All right, now the moment you've been waiting for, let me introduce you to Dr. Antonio Webb. So Dr. Antonio Webb is an orthopedic surgeon and a spine fellow. Um, what that means is he's doing a lot of dangerous stuff in people's backs, right? Back there in the spine where the nerves are and stuff. So he's a he's a very skilled and excellent surgeon. That's what that means. You got to be to be an orthopedic um, spine surgeon, right? He um, he gave the keynote speech at our Buckman and White Coats Dallas Summit here. So what we did was we actually took his keynote, and that's what you're going to hear here. So when you're you're going to hear him say things like, look at the slide, or what's that picture? What do you think that picture is showing? And you're not going to see a picture because it's a podcast. But nonetheless, you're going to be able to get a very clear and vivid picture of his life's journey. What I tell you, his life's journey has been crazy. I'm not joking. His life journey was crazy. So after you listen to this, you're going to have no excuse whatsoever, none whatsoever to say that you cannot be successful. Because if he was successful coming from this background, you've got no excuse. I have no excuse. Dr. Antonio Webb, check it out. Ooh. I want them bad like a diadier. Only do it like flagger, yeah. I'm kicking flame with no saga, yeah. Ayy, I like them blues. I might go Janet like Jackson. I got the margin, yeah. It's all about progression. Life is like a blessing. Everything a win, loss is like a lesson. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, ain't no time for stressing, I've been really stepping. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, if you wanna go get it, stop playing around. Really got on racks, ain't playing around. Wanna go get it, stop playing around. Really got on racks, ain't playing around. Black man, white coat, shit, we up right now, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta set you a goal. So I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana. I went to school there, high school, middle school. And it was a actually a medical magnet program that got me interested in medicine. And that's the reason why I'm a doctor today. So, orthopedic spine surgery, do you guys know what that is? Anybody? So, four years of college, four years of medical school, five years of surgery training, and then an additional year of spine surgery. So, 14 years of uh, training. So, when I tell people and young kids when I travel all over the U.S., like, hey, it takes 14 years to get to this point where I'm at today, a lot of them become you know, less interested in that particular path. But that is uh, quite okay. I, um, you know, echo your, your, your sentiments and I understand that that may, that may seem like a, a long path. 
because at one point, um, I was in my principal's office in high school, and my dad, who had worked at the high school as well, he was sitting in the corner. The principal looked at me, and she said, hey, do you want to go ahead and drop out of school? And I looked over at my dad. My dad had tears coming out of his eyes, and before that, I had never seen my dad cry. So I decided to stay in school, and, I, and I'm glad I did. So don't let this uh, picture here fool you. Um, I was not always the uh, perfect kid, started getting into trouble, hanging out with the wrong crowd, following down a uh, path that would have let me in either dead or in jail. The people that I looked up to growing up were the uh, drug dealers, the dope boys, the people who had the biggest, you know, the nicest cars, the biggest rims. Uh, those are the people that I looked up to, and that's why I think it's important to see people like this who's a black plastic surgeon or a black radiation oncologist or a flight surgeon. Because if you don't see, you can't see something, you can't become that particular you know, pr profession. I think that's really important. So Louisiana is actually the world's prison capital. It incarcerates more people than any other kind of country that, that's out there. At one point, Louisiana was the, the, um, the highest ranking or the 12th most dangerous uh, city in the country. There are stats out there that say that uh, one in three black males would, will go to prison at some time in their lifetime. And I found this to be very true growing up. If you think about the, uh, the prison system, if you compare it to like a hamster's will, there's a hamster and it's constantly on that will. And that's kind of how the uh, prison system is. And I found this to be uh, very true growing up, starting with my cousin, who was like my best friend. We grew up, hung out together did things together and sometimes the wrong things together. And he's actually in prison to this day, serving a you know, three-year sentence uh, for some things that he did. Since I was uh, younger, my little brother, uh, hanging out with the wrong crowd, being in an environment where you don't have people that will tell you, don't do this, or you don't hang out with this crowd. Well, he got into some trouble also and was sent sentenced to five years in prison for armed robbery. My little sister, three years in prison. And my dad, ever since I was young, my dad has been on in and out of uh, jail when, as a youngster, um, and then joined a gang, sold drugs, used drugs, and then he turned his life around and uh, became a minister. Ever since I've been young, my mom, in and out of jail, maybe 35, 40 times, in and out of hospitals. And I received a phone call about a year ago, and every time I receive a phone call about my mom, I'm always worried. Like, maybe she went missing for a few days or something happened to her. But this phone call actually changed our whole family's life because I found out that my mom was shot due to her drug addiction. And she's actually paralyzed from her waist down with a bullet that's still in her spine. My older brother's role model, some, someone who I looked up to who pretty much stayed out of the trouble when we were growing up. But at one time, there were three out of six members of my family in prison at the same time, all for different reasons. So my greatest fear was that I would become a statistic, that I would fall victim to the streets as well. You know, I was hanging out with people that weren't up to any good and doing things that I had no business doing. But I made a vow to myself to kind of stick to the books, go to school, 
And it was because of that Fair Park Medical Careers Magnet program that I wanted to become a doctor because I saw that and I realized that was something that was possible even outside of Shreveport. So you may wonder, like, how did I end up not a statistic when lots of my friends who have been either shot, killed, or in jail? Well, one was my dad. My dad turned his life around, became a minister. I remember going out into the streets of Louisiana to hand out pamphlets, to minister to the people, to um, hand out food. He was my, my role model kind of growing up. The Fair Park Medical Careers Magnet Program, and also my uh, big brother. My dad drove down from uh, Shreveport, Louisiana to be with me uh, today, and I want my dad to stand up. So I joined the Air Force at age 17. I wanted a way to get out of Shreveport. I did eight years in the Air Force um, as a medic, went to Iraq in 2005. Um, these are pictures of me kind of taking care of uh, wounded soldiers there. This is our tent hospital where we worked out of. We had a ER in the front, a ICU in the back, a ward, an operating room, and this is where we took care of our wounded soldiers. These are just pictures of uh, inside of the hospital here. And can you guys see anything on this picture here? They see you, those are snipers there. Those are the guys that took care of us when we were out in Iraq. And this, this is how close the uh, enemy was. This is the gate that separated us from the enemy that was uh, basically essentially right over in that area, that village, and they would shoot rockets and, and mortars at our uh, camp. So when I talk to people about the different paths in medicine, there's lots of different ways that you can end up with the same goal. The, the person that's sitting next to you um, may have a totally different path that they take, and you guys both end up at the same goal. I got out of the military in 2007, started applying to medical school. I thought that my experiences in the military and my background would somehow convince the admissions committees to uh, let me in. Well, I was in for a rude awakening because I applied to medical school 2007, 2008, 2009, and I always tell students that if it would have took me 10 years to get into medical school, if it would have took me 15 years, I would have applied every single year because that's how bad I wanted to be a doctor. And if you want something that bad, you got to continuously, persistently tell yourself that you can do it and keep applying yourself and eventually you'll get it. Every year, rejection letters came in. Um, I kept some of these emails. We're gonna scroll through a few of them from the schools that I applied to. You can see here, Tulane, 2009 and 2010 sent me re rejection letters. Rejection letter, rejection letter. And then I came across a program called the GEMS program. It's at Georgetown. It's a post back program that prepares you for medical school. They teach you essentially how to study, how to take tests, how to basically excel in medicine, and I owe this program for my success in medicine. And this is a acceptance letter that I received from Georgetown after I successfully completed the program and um, got into the, the medical school. So as you guys know, probably know, medical school is four years long. The first two years are classroom. Third and fourth year is in the uh, hospital where you do your rotations. And you guys know what orthopedic surgeons? are and what they do? 
Yeah, so they call us the, the bone doctors. Any bones, tick, tendons, ligaments, um, ACL tears, fractures of the hip. And um, what is the median salary? How much do you think an orthopedic surgeon makes? So the median salary, it ranges probably 300, 400, 600, 700, 800,000, depending on where you are. And now you guys saw that 14 years and you didn't want to do it. Now you see this and you want to do it, right? So five years of surgery training, and then you can specialize in sports medicine, spine surgery, trauma, hand surgery, foot and ankle. There's lots of different avenues that you can uh, take once you complete your training. These are some of the injuries that we treat. Tibia fracture, we place a metal rod down the uh, inside of the bone here. This is a hip fracture where we place an um, intermedullary nail. This is some of the implants that we use in spine surgery screws and rods, we uh, use microscopes. There's lots of different, you know, advancing technology using robots, computer navigation, different uh, modalities in spine surgery. Correct big curves like this here with uh, screws and rods. This is a um, robot that we can use in surgery to help us place screws within the spine with accuracy and precision. So, you know, I was thinking, you know, when I was coming up with this talk, all you guys out here that are, you know, want to do something in the medical field, what kind of message would I leave with you all? If I was thinking back to my younger days in Louisiana and growing up, what would I have, uh, what would I have wanted to know? This is me here in middle school. You see, I had books in my hand, um, probably going to go study or stay out of trouble, but... I think it's important to uh, dream big, and this is what I want to, you guys to take away. If you don't take away anything else, this is what I think has um, allowed me to be successful thus far. Number one, I think it's important to believe in yourself. There's going to be no one out there that's going to believe in you more than you believe in yourself. So if you want to become a doctor, or a teacher, a lawyer, engineer, a business person, own your own company, you have to believe in yourself and you constantly have to tell yourself that you can do it. If I didn't believe in myself those three years of applying to medical school, I would have gave up my first year of trying or my second year, but I kept going. If it would have took me 10 years, I would probably be still applying to this day. I started medical school in 2009. So um, this is 2020, 10, 11 years later, I probably still would have been applying even to this day. The next thing I think it's important, I think mentorship is important. You have to find people that you can relate to, people that will guide you along this process. And even in my position today, I still have mentors that I talk to, I call, I bounce ideas off of, I ask questions. You have to find people that can guide you along the way. I think that's really important in the medical field. Accept failure. Kobe Bryant said it best when he said, I can accept failure, Everyone fails at something, but I can't accept not trying. And each of those years that I have, you know, failed of getting into medical school, I kept trying. When I failed a test in medical school or didn't do as well or failed a course, I kept trying. You have to keep trying. One of my professors in medical school stated that failure is not in the falling down, it's in the failure to get back up and try again. It's important to read every day, pick up a book. If it's not, you know, in medicine, it could be something outside of medicine, but it's important to read. 
read as much as you can. Reading will carry you far. And when I was growing up, you know, trying to go to school and didn't want to hang out with my friends or go do things that they were doing, they called me names. They said, you know, uh, bad things about me. But I always tell people that um, let the people call you nerd because tomorrow they will be calling you boss. Um, I think that's uh, really important. I think it's important to invest in yourself. That's the biggest investment that you can make, invest in yourself. You have to surround yourself with positive people. This is a group of medical students who want to become orthopedic surgeons. It's called the Nth Dimensions, things like that, groups, mentorships, coming out to a, an event like this on a Saturday. These things are going to help you be successful in the uh, medical field. Excellence, excellence is the gradual result of always striving to do better. Be excellent. Don't take shortcuts, don't take corners. And then lastly, I think it's important to don't give up. Kobe Bryant stated that my brain cannot process failure. It will not process failure. Because if I sit there and have to face myself and tell myself you're a failure, I think that's almost worse than death. You know, thinking back to a few uh, months ago when I was uh, out in Las Vegas and a couple of my colleagues who are from work, they uh, came up one day and said, hey man, let's go hiking. I was like, hiking, man, I don't go hiking. We, we, we don't do that. I'm not about to uh, climb up on that mountain. They was like, man, come on, just do it. Come out there with us. So um, we uh, went to Red Rock Canyon. Has anybody ever been here before? So that place is pretty dangerous. Uh, you gotta be careful going up those uh, big hills there and big mountains. So uh, we started walking, going up the mountain. You know, they took off and I was like, holy crap, how'd you guys get up there so fast? And they just left me kind of straggling in the back. I'm climbing out of breath, you know, uh, saying, you know, bad words in, in my head about, you know, uh, that, how out of shape I was. Um, but it got to a point where I just wanted to give up and I didn't want to go any further. I wanted to, I actually looked back, looking down about 20, 30 feet and I was like, crap, I can't go back. I need to go that way. Uh, so basically I, I kept going. And during that time, I wasn't thinking about anything sleeping, I wasn't thinking about who had the nicest car, what game was coming on later, who had the nicest clothes. The only thing that I was thinking about was actually getting to the finish line or to the goal line. So you have to take that same mentality. You're gonna see friends that are doing things or going out and partying or going you know, to watch a game or going to a bar, but you have to stay focused, you have to stay afloat and you have to continue working until you reach your end goal. And eventually, after a long time, and they were up at the top waiting on me, I finally uh, made it to the top and we took this picture here. So I think it's important, big mes message for you guys, to dream big. That's, that's what I would leave with you guys. And where you come from in life does not determine how far you will go. I started off really rough background, family members in prison, friends that were killed or in jail, rejected from medical school three times, but I, I kept applying myself, kept working hard, refining each aspect of my application until I finally got it right enough to get in. So I, I just want to encourage you guys, this is you know, really inspiration, inspirational to see 
so many people of color and minorities in a position like this. I would say medicine, there's no other profession that is like this. You get to do things that um, you know, no other profession has the ability, ability to uh, do. So I would say go after your goals. We need you. We need more minority physicians, radiologists, and anesthesiologists. We need, we need more orthopedic surgeons, every profession out there. There's not a lot of us that are out here. So when we're walking in the hospital, I can see another black doctor way over there and just go like that, and then we, we, we know what's up. So I just wanted to say thank you to Black Men in White Coats organization for giving me the opportunity to share my story. I will be here for a little bit after, and I would love to uh, meet all of you guys. Hashtag no excuses. Did I not tell you that after listening to this podcast episode, you were going to have no excuse to be successful? Right? Did you hear those things that he went through, man? Did you hear that life that he went through? Right? But I'm going to tell you, that life is in the past. That's what things were like for him. He's been strong, and look at him now. Look at him now. If you walk into a room, you would never know that's where he came from because he's built his career. He's built greatness. Orthopedic surgeon, spine fellow. How you're impacting lives, right? And he didn't make any excuses along this journey. He did not make excuses. He didn't say, oh, man, look where I came from. I'm just going to go out and chill and just not even go for anything great in life. He said, nah, I don't care where I came from. As a matter of fact, where I come from, that drives me. Did you hear what he said about his dad, how much his dad had an impact on his life? Amazing, right? But that drove him to greatness, to success. So, you know, this podcast is not just for pre-meds, med students, doctors, healthcare professionals, right? Because I know... For the feedback that I get, I know for a fact that more than that, other professionals and other people listen to this podcast. So I want you, no matter what you're going after in life, so I can't just say, you know, if you're going to be in med school, because I know more people listen to this than med school, but I want you, no matter what you're going, if you're a teacher trying to get a new certification, if you're a lawyer getting ready for a big case, if you're a business owner trying to get venture capital, whatever it is, no matter what it is you're going after in life that's challenging for you, you need to know that you have no excuse not to go after it. You have zero excuse not to go after that greatness, right? I wear a wristband now. If you came to the summit, you know what the wristband says because I gave it to you. It says permission to be great. And the story is that years ago, one of my buddies who was my mentor and coach back then, he, it, it, you'd have to be there at the summit to hear the story again. I'm not going to say the whole story, but pretty much he said, Dale, I give you permission to be great. And after he did that, so many things in my life started changing because I, for whatever reason, I felt like the shackles were unloose, right? I felt like I was unleashed. I could go out there and be great. What I didn't realize is, and he told me this then, is that I always had permission to be great. I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to tell you you have permission to be great, but I'm going to tell you what I say doesn't matter because you already have permission to be great. You already have permission to be great. God gave you that permission when you were born. So you need to take that permission, go out and do something with it, and do not make any excuses along the journey, right? Don't make any excuses. Look at Dr. Webb's life, man. He knew he had permission. He took full advantage of it. Man, told you guys it was going to be a great episode. So real quick again, pre-meds, make sure you go to www.premedmondays.com, premedmondays.com, and register with the program, chat with me every Monday night and other people of my pre-med coaching team. We're going to help you get to the next level. You know, we're going to help you 
do our best to help you guys get into medical school, but it's a lot more than getting into medical school, right? What we do is leadership development. What we do is teach you guys how to be excellent. What we do is help you guys become better people. It's about the process that you go through in the Pre-Med Mondays program. DiverseMedicine.com, make sure you've created your account. Get a mentor on DiverseMedicine.com. We are here for you guys. Our goal is to make sure you guys are successful. We love you guys. Everybody listening to this podcast, thank you so much. It feels good to be back in the next season. We've got some great stuff coming up next week. Be ready for it. And a couple of surprises for you guys this season as well. Black Men and White Coast, we love you. Set you a goal.